Happy Friday, everybody. Mike Martin here. Thanks for joining me. So, you know, I get a lot of feedback on this concept of testing. And I realize that I've ruffled some feathers here because when people hear something that they don't agree with, their first reaction is to butt heads because they don't know, well, let me say it this way, they don't know what they're talking about. So they've learned a certain credence uh, on how to handle the markets, but they're ignorant on other things. And trust me, I'm still ignorant on a whole bunch of stuff. So this isn't about me trying to pontificate here. But when you knock heads with somebody and you shake their stuff up a little bit with something and they don't understand it, they sometimes can have a visceral reaction that you know, is confrontational, which is okay. But it gives them a moment of pause, right? Because either way, it gives them a moment of pause and that gets them to think and that can help save their lives, basically. Because overtrading or trading too large are kind of givens that sooner or later you're going to get smashed. Why do I say that? Well, you know, for the times in the markets that we're in right now, these aren't normal, whatever normal means, right? This is, the, as they say, you make hay when the sun shines. So this is definitely a time to be making hay. The thing is, is that they don't, it doesn't last all that long and that there will be a period that follows where the markets are going to change their temperament, they're going to change their personality, and things that you did for the past 6 to 12 months, right, even coming through COVID-19, aren't going to work anymore. And that's going to rattle you. You're going to be like, what the heck? I'm getting in, I'm getting stopped out. There's false breakouts. There's whatever it is that's on the other side of what you're doing is going to work more than what you're doing. And so you come to that moment that proverbial fork in the road where you're saying to myself, huh, what am I doing here? And the reality is, is that for what you have been doing for the last year is not enough data to really say whether you're onto something or not. In this case, you have really good timing. And there's nothing wrong with having good timing. You have to take good timing and bad timing, good luck and bad luck. We all do, myself included. So the back test part is when you simply take the criteria that you use for putting on a trade, managing the trade, and exiting the trade, including position size, and you run historical data through that simulator to see how it would have done over 10 or 20 years, minimum 10. And we're talking daily is the minimum uh, tick indicator as well, right? We're not going trade by trade by trade. We're not using 60-minute bars. We're using daily data. And you want to see and reference that to weekly data, higher time frames where the data are less random. And you study the behavior around those key inflection points. And then what you get after the end of all of that is the number of times out of all the trades where the trades were profitable, that's your winning percentage, then you can take the complement of that to get your losing percentage because you can only have 100% of your trades, right? Then it'll tell you what your average win is, what your average loss is. It'll tell you what your biggest win is, and it'll also tell you what your largest loss is. It'll also calculate what your drawdown is. It'll tell you the magnitude of the drawdown, i.e. how big was it, down 10 15%, and it'll tell you how long it lasted. All right, so for those of you not clear, drawdown is the pullback from a high watermark from your highest level of capital to, to losing capital even though you might be making on some trades, you're losing more money than you're making in a period of time. And at the lowest point, before you start to recover, that's the drawdown. The recovery is, 
is, uh, or the drawdown length is actually where, how long does it take you to get back to that previous high watermark? So say you're trading, you know, dollar dollars and you trade them up to $2. Congratulations. Then you pull your account back to $1.80 on an NAV basis. And then, so you're down, right? 10% from $2 to 180. So then how long does it take for that pullback to happen as well as the recovery? right? Because that's the whole drawdown is not just the, the, the downward moment, right? But then at the down at the final, the lowest moment, you have an, uh, an inflection point, that's where the concavity changes. And then you trade back up to $2. And the minute you get to $2 and one cent, you've now recovered from the drawdown. If you're especially looking for outside capital, you want to almost lead with your drawdown. Because if you're a professional trader and you're following a systematized set of rules, that's going to be something so rare for a potential investor to hear, especially if you're just dealing with the retail high net worth clientele. But you could look them in the eye and say, following these rules, I was down 10% and it lasted two or three months, whatever the number is. And then it, I climbed back. But the key was is I had to stick to my rules. And the rules, I don't get psyched out in times of hubris and I don't get psyched out in times of fear. If we're in a drawdown, we also can change our bet size so that it's smaller at a certain point in time. And this conversation we can have will go on and on and on. Maybe you do it privately, send me an email, I'll point you in the right direction. But it's important for you to know that, even if you're not running outside money, that if you follow your rules, you will have a drawdown of a certain length and a certain magnitude. And you need to know that at least had you followed these rules in the past, would they have worked? To recover from the drawdown. Now, I don't say that that's predictive, right? Because everything's different. But it's better than not knowing, for sure. Um, two, when I look at trading rules, they don't typically turn on a dime from like working up to one point, and then all of a sudden, they never work again, right? So you have positive expected value, then there's a moment of time where they just don't work anymore. It usually, it, it, if your expected value of trade is positive and say that it's like 0.6, it doesn't typically go from 0.6 to minus 0.4. It goes from minus, it goes from 0.6 to 0.5 to 0.4 so that you can see that maybe the rules in and of themselves, again, over a longer period of time, that's why you do it over a longer period of time so that's more robust, ha has more meaningful value. Now, again, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. But in my experience in doing it for 30 years, first doing it by hand and then using actual simulators that were far superior to what I could do by myself, they do become something that you can rely on, especially more in your darker hours than your brighter hours, right? Because when you're making money, you're like, yeah, man, I'm onto something here. I'm, I'm double-clicking my mouse and things are happening. I'm, I'm, accounts are burgeoning and that's great. Then all of a sudden you go into drawdown and you're like, man, I don't like it. Good feeling's gone. And what do you do in those moments, right? That's when you start to look at yourself and say, I have to study my behavior because we don't necessarily know when the markets are going to turn. That part's not predictable. You can see reversals on charts, but we don't know how long those reversals were going to happen. So, for example, if you looked at the reversal in NASDAQ on around, in and around March 10th of the year 2000 when NASDAQ had peaked, you didn't really know how long that pullback was going to last because in the, the prior times, 
coming through the late 90s, whenever there was a pullback, you could buy the dips and get away with it. But that's not always the case. So the point being is that if you know the expected value of a trade for your system and your set of rules, you will be better armed to have confidence to stick to your plans, which is your behavior, which is your goals that we talked about. And your goal would be to stick with your behavior and have consistent behavior because that's going to get you the results that you want even when you're trading into and through a drawdown. And that's powerful information to have. It arms you with more information than what your peer group has. And look around the desk that you're sitting on. Who knows the expected value of their trades? And if they, if they don't know that, that's telling you something. Anyway, today's Friday. I appreciate you being here. You can get yourself a free copy of the audiobook version of the Inner Voice of Trading, Compliments of Me at martinchronicle.com. I wish you a great weekend, and I'll see you Monday.